there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the NFL podcast Laces Out. No guests this week, but me and Paul can handle it, don't you worry. Even if somebody maybe might have got the audio wrong at the start. So, a little bit quiet, but you'll know when it's right, because, you know, there's a whole thing about getting the audio right. Anyway, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean. If you're checking us out on, I don't know, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, you can subscribe as well. But you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, because that's the beauty of it. Please do, means a lot to us. Right, here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. So there you go, recording in progress. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't look overly in progress, but you know, maybe that's just me. I'm just looking at the uh, the audio side of things, starting to wonder if something's gone horribly wrong. But anyway, people can just turn us up or turn us down, like in the nightclubs. Um, there you go. It's uh, it's that time of the week, and that could mean anything on this on this podcast network. It could mean literally anything. What it does mean is that we are without a guest this week. Um, largely because I think it was one of those weeks where we were never going to get the guests if 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 we had guests. Uh, it's the NFL podcast. It's laces out. The only way to kick a football known to man. Um, I'm here. And my glamorous co-host Paul Williams is there, and uh, we're going to talk NFL football. We're going to talk about it really fast. So the people don't work out that one of us doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, now then, no guest means that we had to do a little bit of monkey jiggery pokery. Um, but what it does mean is that uh, we can reach out into our wider network and still get lovely, lovely predictions. Uh, I believe not only. Game predictions, I believe. Season-long predictions. That must mean it's somebody who's not been on. More yeah, than yeah, yeah. Can I just ask, can I just very quickly ask you to hold on one second because I think I might have worked out what's going wrong on my end. Uh, one second. 
Recording in progress. There you go, you see. Com using completely the wrong microphone setup. I tested it and everything, but when you test things, it don't it don't work as a test when it's only picking you up. It's only when it's only when the other person chimes in does it do you realise that you're getting none of the other person. Uh, so if you've been listening to uh, Paul whispering through this, going, "What's he whispering for?" No, it's, it's because the because the guy driving the boat is drunk, or you know, other things. Anyway, there we're back. We're on. Go. So, like I said, there was a, for the for the YouTube watchers. Obviously, there's an awful lot of me doing this, and potentially I'm not hearing any sounds. So what I was saying was. Technically, we have a guest, but that guest is neither visible nor hearable. Hither or neither. Uh, for the current for the current recording, so it is our sixth guest of the season. It is a member of the fantasy league, and it is the aforementioned stats mistress of the NFL podcast. It is Miss Leanne Davies. So. Leanne has picked her Super Bowl matchup as the Green Bay Packers to take on the Baltimore Ravens. She has gone with a Packers win and an MVP performance by Mr. Aaron... Oh, what was the word he used? Immunised Rodgers. That was it. Um... <laughs> so yeah, Green Bay versus Baltimore, Packers to win, Rodgers to the MVP. And for her season-long MVP pick, she has gone in a similar fashion to Mr. Matthew Moore and has picked Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be the season-long most valuable player. He can't be most valuable player for the season because he's going to get the Super Bowl MVP when he takes the books to back-to-back -back Super Bowl wins. Obviously, having got that big win at the week, oh, I've got, I've gone wrong, haven't I? That was, that was a different week where uh, the books didn't get destroyed by a much lesser team. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that very shortly. Um, in fact, it feels like we might get that right here and now. Right here and now. Right here. Right now. That song. Um, yeah, let's talk about the games because uh, there were some some funny old games in the in the week gone. Uh, as I may have alluded to, um, the. What I what, what I saw today when it was abbreviated, and I thought it was the <laughs> the WTF. I was like, <gasps> I was like, I don't know, it's not. It's the WFT, and somehow they need to work that around. The Washington Football Team. <sighs> I mean, what, what? Yeah. The Russian football team beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I'm Do you know what? Do you know what it is? I honestly think 
Tom Brady's kryptonite is NFC East teams. The three Super Bowls he's lost, two were against the New York Giants, and the other one was against the Philadelphia Eagles. He also lost games against the, the... I'm pretty sure he's been beaten by the Cowboys before. And obviously he's now lost against the Washington football team. So there's just something about the NFC East that Tom Brady just doesn't like. So... Uh, I, I believe I saw something that said that he gave a less than one minute press conference. He is the truest definition of a sore loser. Um, you know, if ever you need a, if ever you need a reason to not like him, there's one of many. Um, other such upsets. Uh, not not a great weekend to be a Seahawks fan. Everybody rejoiced at the return of Russell Wilson, and the Green Bay Packers rejoiced at the return of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and apparently, Russell Wilson did not return to the Seahawks um, as they got shut out which I don't want to jump all over the stats just yet but I think the words and Vince if you're listening first time ever might appear somewhere in the stats to do with that game and that particular team um You've you've got the book. You've got a better idea of giving giving a rundown of what the week looked like and what were the coupon busters. Well, you could pretty much tell it wasn't going to be a good. It, was, it wasn't going to be a banner week, predictions wise. When the the week started off with a with an absolute gimme, Ravens at Dolphins. Now everyone had that down as a road win, and obviously the Dolphins turned over the Ravens. So. What, what are we supposed to think? So, it was another week where there was 14 games, 14 points up for grabs to get the overall point for the week's predictions. So when I said it wasn't a banner week, in third place, with four and a half out of 14 picks correct, Gee. we'll come to the half in a little minute, Jesus! It's Mr. Andrew Cookley. Are you kidding? <laughs> Four and a half? Is that because of the because of the draw? Uh, the half. So let's put it this way: we all got a half because of the draw. Because of the tie. So we all went for the Steelers against the Lions. The game finished as a tie. So technically, we got the we got the pick wrong. But we also would have got the pick wrong if we'd have picked the Lions. So, I've just given us a half. Because, what else are you supposed to give? Um, yeah, I think... Four and a half. You, you, got, you got let down by some, some big hitters. So, the only games you got correct were the Bills at the Jets, huh? the Cowboys at home to the Falcons, huh? the Colts at home to the Jags, huh? And the Packers at home to the Seahawks. Every other game you got wrong. Mental. Fantastic. That's absolutely mental. Just one of those weeks. Definitely just one of those weeks where everything just went wrong for you. I'm one to talk because I only got five and a half points. 
I mean, that Therefore, makes me feel a little better. Exactly. So the only game that I had different to you was that I had the Chiefs to beat the Raiders. Whereas you had the Raiders. Uh, but okay. every other game is the same game that you picked. So what the, what on earth happened that week is just, is just baffling. So getting a point for the guest Ooh. was last week's guest, Mr. Two Teams Hurley himself, Matthew, with six and a half points out of 14. Now, wow. Matthew's wins were comprised of the Bills against the Jets again. The Cowboys at the Falcons, the Cowboys over the Falcons, the Titans over the Saints, the Vikings over the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Packers over the Seahawks, and the Chiefs over the Raiders. Again, he's half, coming from the Steelers tie with the Lions, giving him six and a half out of 14 points, and securing an all-important second point for the guests this season. So the, the, the overall week's uh, standings after week 10, we have yourself, Andy, and the guest, both on two points. And I maintaining that four-point lead on six points overall at the top of the weeks. Listen, there's still eight weeks left. It is all to play for. All it takes is a couple of... It just takes a run. A couple of weeks, you getting, you know, getting some picks right. I mean- I mean, right back up <coughs> or even even the guest for this week. Let's uh, see how her, let's see how her picks pan out for this week, and we'll see what happens. We'll just see at what this point in time, I or indeed the guest would have to beat you every week for the rest of the season. Yeah, but it doesn't take both of you. No, so just one of one of yeah. you or the guest would have to win four weeks just to tie. So I'm not I'm not hopeful. I'm not gonna lie. But this is the week. This I, is the week to turn it around. We'll see, we'll see. But that is last week's games and what is a perfect side and uh, side ditch to last week's games would be some stats about last week's games. But before you get your side dish, probably best to order some drinks. So let's talk some fantasy. Uh, so, did you or did you not have a win at the weekend? So, listeners or viewers of the podcast from the last couple of years will know that whenever I go up against Mr. Matthew Herlihy, some absolute shenanigans goes on behind the scenes where I normally lose the game by a handful of points that have been plucked from the far reaches of the nether world or something like, like that. I don't know, like if a kicker got like a 60-plus yard field goal. Listen, everyone knows that every, every kicker starts the game in fantasy having nailed a 60-yard-plus field goal, yeah. yeah? Yeah. No, actually, wait a minute. I've, I've, now, I've, I've missed... I've missed right, sorry. None of the kickers in fantasy start with a guaranteed plus 60-yard field goal. Apart from Tyler Bass this weekend, who just happened to be on Matthew's roster... Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. It's alright though, because by the start of the 9 o'clock games, that, that little um, snafu had been rectified and Mr Bass was back to his actual point score uh, and then I subsequently crushed Matthew's team and uh, took home the, uh, the W. Like a W, like a, like a BW. 
Um, I, on the other hand, took on the stats mistress. I didn't like my chances. It was a heavy, heavy buy slash injury week for this young man. However, and I know we don't talk about other fantasy teams, uh, other fantasy leagues outside of our fantasy league, but I had double dubs. I had the double dub. Two wins. Almost unheard of for either of my fantasy teams. <laughs> I am I am keeping the stats mistress company. Uh, we are we are holding down the very bottom of the league table. Um and I'm doing exactly the same in my other league. Uh, but I did have a have a couple of wins. So uh, we'll see how uh, see how this week goes. So onto the side dish, and that side dish is stats. Now, unfortunately, with no guest, that means that not one but fifteen meaty meaty stats are shared between myself, my glamorous co-host um to save you lot having to listen to my terrible reading i did give paul the lion's share of the stats because some of these stats are long now then these are the uh 2021 season week 10 stats brought to you by this week's guest the stats mistress and brought to her by nate davis of usa today now i don't know which one of them is responsible for the first stat? But if either of you are listening, I'm coming for you. Okay? I'm coming for you. I wish I was playing her this week so that I could drop many, many points. Stat number one. And just read the, just reading the first line. This is war, ladies and gentlemen. Depending on your personal opinion, the coolest slash most annoying story of Sunday. How about Cam Newton's return to action with the Carolina Panthers? Piss off. For whom he played his first nine seasons, including an MVP campaign in 2015. It's not all he got in 2015, is it? Big sack of money. But Newton was re-signed last week and made a near instant impact. They were all like, oh, where are we going to hang our coats? Running and throwing for a touchdown on his first two touches to kick off his second stint with the team. Newton, who didn't start and played sparingly, finished with 14 yards rushing and eight passing as Carolina demolished the undermanned Arizona Cardinals, who entered the week with the NFL's best record at eight and one. But it was thirty-four ten at the end. Uh, as I may have mentioned earlier, I might have jumped all over the stats because stat number two is Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson returned on Sunday post finger surgery, and for the First time with Wilson under centre in his 166 career starts, suffered a shutout in an uneventful game against the Packers with returning quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Neither quarterback threw for a touchdown but did combine for three 
interceptions. Number three. Been a lot of nicknames thrown around for the New York Jets backup quarterback, Mike White. White Mike, Jersey Mike, White Lightning and Magic Mike among them. Let's add Off-White following his four interception performance in a 45-17 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Except Jets rookie Zach Wilson back under centre very soon. Number four, despite losing running back Derrick Henry, the, the Tennessee Titans 8-2 have a league-best six-game winning streak and a one-and-a-half game lead over the Bills and Baltimore Ravens for the AFC's number one playoff seed. Interesting. Number five, the New England Patriots have won four in a row. Only the Titans are hotter have worked their way up to 6th place in the AFC and are just half game behind Buffalo in the AFC East. Number 6. It didn't take long for the Los Angeles Rams signing of wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. to shift from lux luxury to serendipity after incumbent number 2 wide receiver Robert Woods tore his ACL. In practice on Friday, OBJ made his debut for LA on Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers and could actually have a significant role in light of Woods' injury. You know what's worse? If you've uh, if you've traded for uh, Rob Woods and uh, the the week of that injury, that that'd be awful. That would. It's uh, it's it's a rather unfortunate situation, isn't it? Yeah. Honestly, I was I was so tempted to go uh, to go to uh, the, the JFG and be like, got a trade off a fire. <laughs> got uh, I've got Robert Woods and uh, and I don't know a, a sack of coal for my <laughs> player back. You know, I'm pretty sure I had a very dominant week this week as well. Number seven and my final stat of the week is this. I mean, the pair of them have had my pants down this week. Are the Dallas Cowboys the best team in the NFL? Who knows, given how this season is unfolding, but after uh, tr trouncing the Falcons, 43-3, Dallas's largest blowout in 21 years, they have... As good a, a case as anyone, especially when you consider Atlanta began the weekend in the NFC's projective playoff bracket. Um, this is a little, little bit aside to uh, to that, but uh, I've I've seen over the course of the day a video floating around where CD Lamb uh, basically headbutts Dak Prescott <laughs> whilst wearing his helmet. <laughs> Cuts his face open. <laughs> and Dak's just like, I haven't got a helmet on. I haven't got a helmet on. He's like, oh, sorry. And then he's like, oh, oh I'm bleeding. And then it's all he, and then it's all he talked about after that. It, like, they're in the huddle. 
And he's like, yeah, you like headbutting me, and uh, yeah, this is, this is like, and I'm like, is that nothing, nothing else? What, what, what I thought you were going to say was about the fact that at some point during the game, it was 28-3 to the Dallas Cowboys, and obviously the guy who was in charge of the uh, Falcons' Twitter was obviously quick on the money and uh, put, out a, put out a statement that just said, yeah, we know. Uh, so I think there was a, I think there was a couple of people out there just thinking, well, a couple of Falcon stands out there thinking, hang on a second, 28-3, Where do I know that score from? Oh, that's right, it was the uh, the Super Bowl from a couple of years back. Ah, uh, yeah, that. Oops. Did, did, Oops. Retreat! Retreat! Right then, so, I will continue the stats with, sticking on the Cowboys theme, the Cowboys' Dan Quinn became the first coach to defeat a team he previously guided to the Super Bowl as a head coach the 2016 Falcons, while serving as the defensive coordinator for another club. And Dallas's defence was surely ready for Atlanta, limiting the Dirty Birds to 214 yards, 11 first downs, and 4 yards per play while forcing 3 turnovers. Rumours of the Kansas City Chiefs' demise were apparently greatly exaggerated. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes exploding for 406 passing yards and 5 touchdowns as Kansas City trounced the Raiders 41-14 in Las Vegas. Projected playoff outsiders going into Week 10, the Chiefs, winners of the past 5 AFC West crowns, once again reside atop the division. Meanwhile, the spiralling Raiders, 5-4, and four, don't, call, uh, don't currently qualify as a postseason team, but are still in the thick of a tight wildcard race. That division is mental. Yeah. I think every team is on five wins. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. After getting upset by the previously two and six Washington football team, shout out to the Britain, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 0-1 after their 2021 bye week. They were 8-0, including a wildcard win at FedEx Field after the bye in 2020, on their way to winning Super Bowl 55. A little bit of positive news now. The league won't have its first 0-17 team in 2021. But it could still feature a winless one after the Lions 0-8 and 1 and Steelers stumbled their way to a 16-16 tie in what appeared like your proverbial no one wants to win this game contest. Amid 15 penalties, 3 Pittsburgh turnovers, 24 combined failures to convert on third down and Detroit uh, Detroit quicker Detroit kicker Ryan Santoso missing a point after touchdown and a 48-yard field goal try in overtime. That kick was crazy because if you watched it, it just looked as if someone had got a, like, a touch it and it just died. It just like they just lost all like sort of speed yeah. and stuff like that. When you watch it back, no, he he just he just fluffed the kick. It so bad. It was the weirdest game. It was literally like like the we don't want is that episode of uh, South Park. Where nobody wants to win the the game, 
it's like, what's happening in this game? It was when, weird. Obviously, when it went into overtime, it was like, I mean, just just one score and we're good. Just what you know, even if it's the Lions, and then we can all go home. But oh. <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. Sticking with that game, Pittsburgh outside linebacker T.J. Watt picked up his 62nd career sack in only his 70th regular season appearance. One more than brother J.J. and Hall of Famer Derek Thomas recorded in their first 70 games. Only legendary Reggie White, 79 sacks, got off to a faster 70-game start. He took quite a bad knock on Sunday. Yeah, I think they were thinking the he name. might be... Might, might miss a few games. I think, yeah, look bad. Back with us Come back with us Quarterback Lamar Jackson, whom USA Today Sports NFL expert handicapped as the league's first half MD, uh, MVP, threw the first red zone interception of his 55 game career in the Ravens' uninspired loss to the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night. Couple of stats left, and they're both about game management. So, best game management decision of the weekend goes to Washington coach Ron Riverboat Rivera, who had his team take a knee out of the two-point conversion formation after going up 29-19 with 29 seconds left in the game. Worst game management decision of the weekend, however, goes to Denver coach Vic Fangio, who went for it on fourth down at the end of the third quarter rather than kick a field goal to cut Philadelphia's lead to four. Instead, Eagles cornerback Darius Slay returned a Melvin Gordon fumble 83 yards for a touchdown that basically put the game out of the Broncos' reach. Now, would that have been an 83-yard touchdown return if Teddy Bridgewater had decided to make a tackle? Have you not, have you not seen all this yet? There's like clips of uh, one guy just basically, like, the Slay just waltzes past a guy who sort of like, you know, sticks out a half-hearted limb to see if he can bring the guy down and it turns out it's Teddy Bridgewater and uh, yeah people have been uh, people have been slamming him for him pretty much ever since mm. not good no it's not, not good. good so that there is week 10 in the books and those are the history books not the prediction books history done dusted closed all that then means is that we get to look forward, forward in time, to this week's games. This week's games are week 11 of the 2021 season, and we are definitely, get your glasses ready, the season's almost over, let's face it. We're basically at the Super Bowl, with a few games in between. So, as I mentioned, and anybody who can see and hear us, there are there is no visible or audible guest, but that doesn't mean that we didn't get some guest picks. The stats mistress has offered up her picks for this week's games, and I know obviously I've offered up my picks. So uh, all that's left to do is find out how those picks stack up against Paul's picks and see where we're going to be seeing. Differences, similarities, and who's going to win this week? Let's find out. Paul. Well, as seems to have been the case for the majority of this season, a lot of this week's picks are all consensus across the board picks. 
So we start the week off with a repeat of that uh, Super Bowl that was uh, mentioned previously. The Patriots travelling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons on the Thursday night football. We've all decided to travel with the hot hand there and gone for the Patriots to get the win. Uh, next up, we have the Lions travelling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, we've all gone for the Browns to get the win there. It's one of those games that smells of Lions have got the taste of not not losing. Not losing, not losing, sorry, to use proper England there. Hello, hello. There's our guest. Is There's this week's guess. guest on the podcast. Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, so we've all gone for the Browns to beat the Lions. Our first difference of opinion comes in our next game where the Saints travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Both myself and Andy have gone with the Saints to get the victory, whereas Leanne has picked the Eagles in this game. She obviously liked what she saw against Denver at the weekend, so... Next up, we've got an AFC East battle where the Dolphins take on the Jets. We've all gone for the Dolphins. Next, we've got Washington at the Panthers, and we've all taken the Panthers. Uh, we've got the Colts at the Bills, and we've all gone for the Bills. 49ers at Jags. Again, we've all gone for the 49ers. Texans at Titans in what could only be described as the massacre of the week. Uh, and surprisingly enough, we've all gone for the Titans to win that one. Uh, Packers at Vikings. No great shock as to who we've picked there. Uh, Ravens at Bears. We've all gone for the Ravens. Another difference of opinion here with the Bengals at the Raiders. Both myself and Andy have gone for the Bengals. Leanne's gone for the Raiders to snap that losing streak. I, st- I struggled on this pick, but ultimately I looked at it and went... The Raiders have, have, have had a bit of a stumble, and I, I say it pretty much every week. I am loving Bengals football. So coming off the buy, coming off the buy, the Bengals yeah. as well. So it'll yeah. be nice and yeah. rest. Fresh. To take this one on. Fresh. Four games left. So we have the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Both me and Leanne have picked the Cardinals to carry on building those wins to put them towards the number one seed. Whereas Andy. He's keeping the faith with his Seahawks boys. Next up, game of the week, especially in my eyes, Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. Could it even be a Super Bowl preview? No. Probably not. So, me and Andy have both gone for the the home team Chiefs to get the win here. Whereas Leanne has taken the Cowboys. Interesting really? stuff. Really? Wouldn't be so. That was one of those games where it was a 50 50 yeah. shot for me. Yeah, I looked at that and I was like, do you know something? I think the way the Cowboys are working at the moment, they could win it because the, the Chiefs, up until literally last week, the Chiefs have looked awful. I was watching something the other day that was saying, um, oh, I saw two things. One that was saying basically, the, the fate of the Chiefs rests solely in Patrick Mahomes' hands. And I was like, this is the problem with teams these days. You have one player, that player gets injured, and that team is done. But then I saw something, obviously, after the game that was like, Patrick Mahomes has obviously pulled his uh, proverbial finger out and uh, 
yeah, Chiefs, the Chiefs looked dominant again. So it was very much a game I looked at. I was like, <sighs> and then I just, I just went, do you know something? I'm going to give the Chiefs th that opportunity to to continue what they may have started, and uh, we'll have to see next week. Yeah, I was, I was the same as you. I think it's just one of those games where the Chiefs are at home. The support will be massive in that particular game, and it's just. Obviously, the Cowboys had that stumble a couple of weeks ago against the Broncos, um, and it's not really, it's not really much of an argument. The Chiefs are a better team than the Broncos, so we'll see. So we've got the two uh, the two prime time games left for for next week. So we have the Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Steelers banged up, looking like they're going to be missing a lot of people. Yeah, no big bang. For the second week in a row, I think TJ Watt is scheduled is slated to miss the game. I mean, I, that hit, I, that when they slowed that hit down, I was like, that that's a potential season ender. Now, admittedly, he was walking around on the sidelines, and I'm pretty sure he went back into the game, you know, a couple of plays later and stuff. Obviously, he's what was he like a hundred and six million dollar player or something, you know? So, but. The Steelers have been bleeding players as the season's gone on. You know, Juju went out early, and it's you do t you do tend to like get that. Like it seems as though like each season there seems to be one team that just get that just gets snake bit with injuries, and they seem to lose like a skill position player like each week. Yeah. Unfortunately, this season it does seem as though it is the, the Steelers that uh, that team that just seems to be a bit yeah. hampered with that. Uh, no surprises there. We've all gone for the Chargers to get the win there. And last up on the Monday Night Football, oh dear, it's the New York Giants going up against the revenge-seeking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I mean, it, it's got all the hallmarks of a forty burger for the books for me. Big time, big time blowout. Uh, we'll, we'll see, I suppose. But we've all gone for the books. Shocker. Shocker. And that right there is the week eleven predictions. Wow. Done and dusted. Wow, so at this point in time, I'm pretty sure that is all of the business that we like to conduct here on the Laces Out podcast. But that just leaves the last question, and that last question is: Is there any other business? I don't believe I've got anything. Sometimes I like to sneak stuff in at the end. Um, no, uh, no, I don't think I've got anything. Um, so, that's that. We will be here next week talking week 11 games, predicting week 12 games, and generally just... Next week's a biggie as well. It's Thanksgiving week next week. Indeed so. it is. Which means that you get a whole day of American football. And uh, isn't that... Delightful. All that leaves is for me to say thank you to everybody who's listening or watching along. Uh, big thank you to all of our amazing 
subscribers. A uh, big thank you to my co-hosts for joining me, taking you guys through that ball from over the pond. Until next week, we shall see you then. Tatty bye. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another week gone, another week of games gone, another week of games to look forward to. If you are checking us out, do subscribe. Wherever you're getting your podcasts, you can subscribe and it's awesome. You can check out our website, thecookiecast.com. We've got all our social media links and our email link over there so you can drop us a line. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.